Have you ever needed to get something done, but you just didn't feel like doing it? You kept dreading it. You kept putting it off. You did everything but that. And then you were in full panic mode because it was the last day and you had to get it done. Yep, been there. Have you ever said to yourself, oh my gosh, I could never run a marathon? Yep, I've said that. Have you ever felt so defeated at something that you just quit and felt so bad after that you went to drown your sorrows in a big brownie or something? (laughs) Yep, those things I think everyone can relate to. And that's why this topic is so relevant and so important for everyone. And it hits in so many facets of life. Today, we're going to talk about how strengthening our mind is one of the keys to facing and successfully managing life's challenges, to overcoming that procrastination, to lowering your stress, and to even boost your confidence. It's a juicy one. I love this topic. Let's get into it. Welcome to You Can Do Amazing Things, the podcast to help you get out of your own way and accomplish more in your life. I'm Holly Roman, and together we're going to unlock what's holding you back from your next goal and get you into action to step into your greatness and have the success you've been dreaming of. If you're looking for a positive place each week to grow and learn, get inspired to take your next steps so you could feel more success, joy, and happiness, meet me here every Thursday. It'll be like our weekly chat. We'll drink our coffee or favorite drink together, and we'll definitely have some fun learning, growing, and accomplishing your next amazing thing. Let's do this. Here's something common when you talk about mental strength. Sometimes it becomes more clear what it actually is or how it can show up in so many areas of your life when you hear about what people with strong mental strength don't do. So instead of trying to add some definition of mental strength first off, I wanted to just list some things mentally strong people don't do. Mentally strong people don't, number one, have the victim mentality. There's none of this poor me attitude, or they don't consciously blame others for their misfortunes. Number two, they don't let their failures dictate their future. They don't let it limit their vision or keep them stuck. Number three, they don't shy away from change. Number four, they don't repeat mistakes over and over. They learn from them, adjust, and they try again. Number five, they don't compare to others or they don't compete with others. They many times compete with themselves. Number six, they don't stay comfortable. They seek out things that challenge them. Often, they're willing to endure true pain to get to their goal. And number seven, they don't give up. I know there are other characteristics I could list to illustrate this, but I thought those were so powerful. Doesn't that make it so much more clear? You could see how much this affects us in so many ways. When we have mental strength, it helps us to stay on track when everything seems to be chaotic. We are steady in our thoughts and our emotions. It helps us to handle whatever life throws at us. And a lot of times, it's a lot. Mental strength can push us when we are totally not motivated to do something, which happens so often. It helps us push through that tough stuff. 
But just like how we have to work on our physical strength, like when we exercise, we have to work on our mental strength just the same. Our mental muscle can be developed and it's a process. You work on it consistently so then over time, you will notice so much improvement in many areas of your life. There are multiple benefits to mastering your mind and taking time to build your mental strength, but I wanted to highlight these three areas that I hear so often from people about how procrastination plagues them or how they wish they had more confidence or just how stressful life can be. And I think we can all relate to these things. So I wanted to bring the benefits and just match them to these three areas, so to speak. So let's take procrastination, for example. When we struggle with procrastination, we we don't wanna do that thing that we need to do, right? Maybe it's challenging, or maybe we have to work really long and hard at that thing, or it's boring, or it's just gonna bring us some even physical pain or something. We push it off and we push it off, And let's say we didn't do it that time. Then how do we feel? We feel so bad or like we're such a loser. (laughs) We say these bad things to ourselves like, oh, I am so lazy. I can't get anything done. All of these negative comments and self-talk. Then what happens? Our stress levels go up because we didn't do that thing that we needed to do. Or maybe we did, but we did it last minute. And that brings the stress and then maybe even brings on more anxiety and stress. And then that's just snowballs. It's ridiculous. So we get into this full panic mode. And then after we just feel drained and we could do that all over again because we just see it as such an awful process. It really takes a toll on our mental and physical health. Not good stuff, right? So if we really work at this, we push ourselves through that tough feeling like we don't want to do it, but we do it anyway. It's building our mental strength. So I want to take an example to really break it down and to show you in in this procrastination example that I was thinking about how you could really work on it and how it builds mental strength. Before I keep going, I just wanted to warn you that there is a big ping pong tournament down in the basement. In case you hear any screaming, it is that. Just FYI. So let's go for the example. Say Jenny, a college student, really struggled with procrastination. She found herself always putting off her assignments and she just kept staying up late to finish them at the last minute. It was just such a bad cycle and it left her feeling exhausted and overwhelmed. So the next semester, Jenny decided to do things differently. She started by setting achievable goals for herself, breaking down the large assignments into smaller pieces, and she gave herself deadlines. Then she joined a study group with other students to keep each other on track. Over time, Jenny found that trying to learn from her past, trying to build these new habits, was in turn helping her feel stronger. And in the end, it helped her overcome her procrastination habit. She was able to stay focused and motivated, and she didn't have a lot of stress because she wasn't staying up late to finish those assignments. Guess what else? She felt more confident, and she was in more control, which then helped improve her overall well-being and stay on track with her goals. So many good things in that example, right? So it doesn't have to be a school thing. It can affect any area of your life. But when you're mentally strong, you're not as affected by things that happen. You can handle things better. You see problems or challenges and you just see them as part of life and you seek to find ways to reframe them or learn from them and not let them break you. 
Now let's talk about how to build mental strength. And I have a few tips to share here. They're not huge, overarching, magical strategies. <laughs> They're going to be easy things that you're going to be able to do every day. And then if you're consistent, you will begin to build that mental muscle. And it's funny because these all seem pretty easy and basic, but that is the problem, isn't it? We talk about that a lot here on the podcast, that the things that get us to where we want to go, the success that we want to have, it's created by the little things that we do consistently every single day. We just need to do the work. Number one, do something every single day that you don't want to do. You dread it. You just don't want to do it, but you have to. It's a non-negotiable. And that might be something different for everyone. So what is it going to be for you? Is it getting up 30 minutes earlier every day? Is it doing a hard workout every day? Is it cleaning up your kitchen every night after dinner? Is it writing 2,500 words for your quota to reach the book you're trying to write? What is that for you? If it's hard to think about doing it, but you know it will be good for you, it will help you get to your goal that you're trying to do, that's going to be the thing you need to do. The key with it is that after you're going to feel so good and you're going to say, ah, I got it done. You like you showed yourself that you could push through that obstacle or the resistance and, or, you know, maybe even pain and you got it done. You feel good. When you push yourself to do something you don't want to do, you're training your brain to persevere in the face of discomfort or difficulty. By constantly practicing this habit, you're building mental strength by improving your ability to resist the temptation of doing something else in place of what you actually need to do. And you also are building your self-discipline, which is essential in so many things, especially to overcome procrastination. This just snowballs into more goodness. When you achieve a goal that required you to push through discomfort or challenges, then you gain such a sense of pride and accomplishment, and that in turn boosts your self-confidence in the end. Let's move to the second thing, and that is to quiet your mind every day. Take time to just breathe, relax. Try to get control of your mind and turn it off, which is sometimes so hard to do. Be in charge of those moments. Then, after a little bit of time, think about the day and how it went. What went well today? What can I feel good about? What did I accomplish? What didn't go well? What did I learn from that? What will I change tomorrow to adjust? Things like this. You look at things and ask yourself how you could do better, how you could be better, this kind of thing. Doing this is not only reflecting on the day, but it's giving you a chance to do two things. One is to be honest with yourself and also to have some control of your mind and what you're doing. There's so much research in this area that one of the main ways to build mental strength is to practice mindfulness. And that's what this is. Let me share more about this because its impact is so powerful. Mindfulness is essential because it's going to help you develop this non-judgmental awareness of what you're thinking or feeling. This awareness can help you recognize and manage the negative thought patterns that you might have. It also can help reduce your stress or anxiety and give you a sense of focus and clarity. 
by learning to really observe your thoughts without judgment, you can gain greater control over your reactions and responses to challenging situations. Research shows that mindfulness practices can help improve attention, cognitive flexibility, and emotional regulation, which are all important components of mental strength. Mindfulness can really train your mind to stay calm and focus in the face of difficulty rather than getting up all in this negative thought pattern or worry pattern. And it is definitely easier to say than do, but trust me, this practice is going to help you so much. And there's so many ways to incorporate mindfulness in your day. You can research ways. There's obviously meditation. There's walking meditation. There's just sitting and and trying to calm your mind and breathe. Find what works for you to help you build your mental strength. Okay, we're going to move to the third thing, and that's find someone that's motivating for you or that will push you and dive into the teachings from that person. Find nuggets of wisdom from them that you can apply to your own life that will help you make the progress that you need to help you push through any single thing. So I want to tell you about a book that I'm reading right now or listening to. I've heard about this man in several podcast interviews, but I'm finally listening to his book. It's called Can't Hurt Me, Master Your Mind and Defy the Odds by David Goggins. I'm sure many of you heard of them already, but let me tell you a little bit about him. David Goggins is a retired Navy SEAL and the only member of the U.S. Armed Forces ever to complete SEAL training, Army Ranger School, an Air Force Tactical Air Controller training. That's impressive. He is considered by many to be among the best ultra-endurance athletes in the world. He's completed more than 70 ultra-distance races, that's like 100-milers, often placing in the top five, and held a Guinness World Record for completing 4,030 pull-ups in 17 hours. Holy bananas, I, I can't even wrap my head around that one. What an inspiring story this man has. He had an incredibly difficult childhood in so many ways. I I won't get too much into his story because I would recommend you just read his book. It's amazing. And you could learn so many nuggets of wisdom from him. A a warning, though, about his book, he does swear a ton. (laughs) So if that bothers you, maybe you don't want to get his first book. But he does have a second book I just saw that came out. I don't have it yet, but it came out at the end of 2022. And I saw that it has a regular version and a clean version. So maybe that's an option there. The name of his second book is Never Finished, Unshackle Your Mind and Win the War Within. I bring him up because, well, first of all, I'm so in awe of his story and how much he has proven over and over and over again that It is the power of your mind that allows you to accomplish anything. He has accomplished and pushed through so much. It is remarkable. His stories of what he went through, you wouldn't even believe them. They're so stinking inspiring. I'm still listening to the book. I'm not finished. But I wanted to share two things that I heard him say. Actually, it probably wasn't from the book. I started diving into David Goggins and I heard this on a YouTube interview, but it stuck with me. He said two of his keys to success were number one, self-talk, and number two, 
visualization. So I wanted to dive into that more a little bit because we talked about visualization in a previous episode and how powerful that can be. And that technique that helps many competitive athletes prepare for events and even for the Olympics. But he went into this idea with such detail. He would talk about the upcoming race that he was about to do. And he would first go drive it with his car or vehicle. And then he would see every turn, every incline, everything. And he would imagine every problem that he could run into. It is so fascinating how much visualization he did and how much that helped him. It's not just visualizing your success. It's visualizing all the stuff, all the practice, all the problems that you're going to overcome in getting to that point. And that's the key. So you're really prepared when something goes wrong because you already thought about it in your mind so much. And then the second thing was the accountability mirror, where he would go and look in the mirror and be so honest with himself, and he'd put up the things that he needed to work on. He would have post-it notes he said on the mirror, and he just gave himself real talk, and it pushed himself. It allowed him to see his weaknesses, to know what to work on, to become stronger. That was really powerful. And then over time, his mind became stronger and stronger stronger in what he called a calloused mind. And he said his calloused mind allowed him to get through everything. I find it so powerful and inspiring to hear and learn from people like David or or others who just never gave up. Hearing some of his stories, you think, I I, I feel like I am so weak. (laughs) And so I also want to add here that we might feel mentally strong, maybe a lot of the time, But then something happens that rocks our boat. And then we think, whoa, I really need to work on that. Or maybe it's you feel mentally strong a little bit, but you need to work on all these other areas. So it's just a constant work in progress for sure. I was telling my friends this and um, one of them, she's like, Holly, don't forget you. You've dealt with so much back pain and all the frustration with that. Think about like that's made you strong. And I guess it's funny how you you forget that sometimes, right? And that's what we need to do. We all need to remember how we've all pushed through things. We've moved through moved through challenges and overcame obstacles. Don't forget about those. Remembering those will give you that boost in your mental strength, especially in the times when you really need it. And this is true also. It's similarly to our bodies and our physical strength, where maybe your legs are really strong, but when it comes to your triceps, they're pathetic. I might be someone who knows. (laughs) But it's like that with our mental strength as well. Maybe you're good at managing your emotions when it comes to most things, but then you have two or three triggers that really cause you to struggle. It's the same. We have to work on those areas do things differently to combat those weaknesses and build and improve our mental strength even more. Before I wrap it up, I want to share with you one more quick, incredible story. I started researching about, I just wanted to find more books with people who have shown incredible resilience. And I just find these very motivating and inspiring. So one of them I found was about Ross Edgley. I don't know if you've heard of him. I hadn't, but he is also an athlete, ultramarathon, sea swimmer, and author. 
and he holds multiple world records, but is best known for completing the world's longest staged sea swim when, are you ready? He swam around Great Britain. Oh my goodness. 1,792 miles in 157 days. I just can't even wrap my head around that one. His book is called The Art of Resilience, Strategies for an Unbreakable Mind and Body. And his name is Ross Edgley. I think that book is on my list of next inspiring books. So I'll put all the links in the show notes. Building mental strength can help us in so many areas of our life, not only helping to beat procrastination and lower stress, it gives us what we need to get past any obstacle or push through any hardship in life. We become so resilient because we don't let failure define us. We learn, we adjust, and we move forward. It begins this positive cycle. Then we feel more confident. And then that gives us the courage to try again. We try harder. We believe in ourselves. We believe in our abilities. So then we're more likely to take risks. We want to pursue our goals. And as a result, we feel unstoppable. We can achieve anything we set out to do. I love this. Remember, building mental strength is a process that takes time and practice. But with consistent effort, you can make significant progress toward a stronger and more resilient mind. So start small, take action every single day because I'm right there with you, my friend. And let's do this. Cheers to a stronger, better version of you. Thank you so much for listening and spending time with me today. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please share it with a friend who you think would enjoy it as well. If you haven't done so, I would love it if you could give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so much to me and it would help get the word out for the podcast. I will look forward to next week. Seeing you here, same time, same place. Have a great week.